0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 29, called Longing for the Good Old Days. What would you call the good old days?
1: Uh, For those of you who have been alive for a while, you might have a season of life that you might consider your glory days. Those of us who are athletes, we we have days that we might consider our glory days when our body was at peak performance and we were able to leap tall buildings in a single bound and run to first base and do things like that. And uh, some of you may think of uh, seasons ahead of you, some of you are younger and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll have some really special days ahead of me and you might be thinking relationally or you might be thinking about an occupation or that kind of thing. Spiritually speaking, I would ask you to maybe consider right now whether you're in the midst of what you would consider some glory days, some good days, some spiritual highs, or if most of your stories right now would be about days gone by. So would you, like witnessing opportunities and things that where the Lord really used you or you were on fire for Jesus or there was a deep hunger in your spiritual life, is that days gone by? Is that now? These are some good questions to ask as we think about the good old days. Let's pray. Father, as we uh, get into the word, we pray that the word would get deep into us as we are doing uh, one more chapter in Job and then we're gonna take a break from this majestic book. Tonight we have a lot to learn about what it means to be a man or a woman of wisdom, a man or a woman who follows you, one who uh, can even look forward to good days even if we're in the midst of difficult days. And the book of Job is largely about that. I pray for wisdom as we share the word. I pray for an open heart, receptive soil for the people of God For my heart, Lord And whatever you want to do tonight, whatever you want to say, I pray that we just have open hearts to not only hear, but act upon your word and to be truly wise. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Chapters 29 through 31 in Job are Job's final speech. So these three chapters, 29, 30, and 31, culminate Job giving his defense, if you will, or making his appeal to heaven. So this is the culmination. For those of you who like to kind of break things down and look ahead, let me just give you um, a few highlights. Job's remembrance of his former abundant life is chapter 29, that's tonight. Job will give a, a lament in chapter 30, like a final lament, a lamentation, kind of a cry over his current condition. And then Job will put forth an oath of innocence in chapter 31. He will place his case finally in God's hands for a final verdict. Much of the book of Job is in kind of courtroom language where Job is looking for a mediator. He's looking for someone to hear his case, to hear his plea. He's been putting it before his friends, but his friends don't believe him. They've been putting him down. The community has been laughing at him. Nobody really seems to believe that he's a righteous man. They believe the calamity has come upon him because he's not righteous. And so Job is gonna finally place the case before God. In the coming chapters, we'll be introduced to a fourth comforter or friend named Elihu. He's a young man, and he will finally speak. And then in a chapter ahead of us, chapter 38, God will respond to Job. And God will begin to give his case back to Job. And Job's gonna get a bunch of questions from God, and then he's gonna put his hand over his mouth and realize that he needed to be quiet. Because I don't think he really realized who God was. Now, Job was a good man, and Job was talking to us about wisdom, where do we find wisdom? In Job 28, 28, you have a great definition of what wisdom is, so look back just for a moment. And to man, he said, Job 28, 28, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Now, if you like to mark Bible verses, Paul finished with that a couple weeks ago. That is a great verse to remember, Job 28, 28, gives you a good definition of wisdom. Look at it one more time. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Now, I think departing from evil is crystal clear to all of us, right? We, I think we can identify what evil is and we know what it means to depart from it. It means not to be involved in it. It means to turn around. It means to get away from it. But the fear of the Lord is more than just a shuddering or an awe of God as much as it does encompass that. The fear of the Lord is to do what is right. You see, the fear of the Lord includes to turn away from evil, but it also means to embrace what is good and what God calls good. So wisdom is to know God, to know his ways, to know his will, to know his word, and to do it. And by doing the good that God Uh, has for us, we're automatically going to turn away from the evil. And I would say to you, if you get yourself more involved in doing good, you will be less apt to fall to evil. See, when you are idle, that's the devil's playground. When you're so focused on yourself and your rights and what you want, that's when we get in trouble. Now, Job was a righteous man. And Job, in chapter 29, is going to reflect on his former days. He had glory days, and he looks back them, at them now, having been a man that lost so much, having been a man that is so sick, having been a man that has so many questions. But in past days, he was a very prominent man. He was a prosperous man. If you write down Job 1.8, God was bragging to Satan about Job, and he said, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, no one like Job. He's a blameless and upright man, Fearing God and turning away from evil. That was Job. Job was a man of principle, but now he was a man who was broken. And he was looking back to good days. He was looking back to days when he had his children around him, when he had his health, when he had respect from the community. And sometimes, you know, we can go through a series of life challenges, they may have nothing to do with uh, our behavior. And maybe you've gone through some recent blows and your life isn't what you want it to be at this very moment. And some of you would say, I made some mistakes and because of the mistakes that I've made, my life is not what I want it to be at this very moment. What should I do now? Should I just look back to former days with longing and say, well, that's the way it used to be, but it will never be that way again. I have good news for you. As a Christian, the best is yet to come. Amen? In fact, your future's so bright, you gotta wear shades. You guys remember that song? But for the Christian, it's, it's very true. What's ahead of us is much more promising and beautiful and, and incredible than what's behind us, even when we think of glory days. And we know that the reason that we're in this mess from a big picture perspective is our first parents fell, sin entered the world. We're in a cursed world we still see a lot of beauty but we see a lot of brokenness a lot of confusion and unfortunately we have to live with that as well job was living his life he was a godly man a righteous man doing the right things and his life fell apart and you may be in that situation tonight where you were doing all the right things you were trying to live right raise your kids right Uh, do the right things in terms of business and relationships, trying to be pure in your life and still something went south. If that's you, the book of Job is a good place to find some respite tonight, some understanding, someone who can understand your own plight. As the book uh, unfolds in chapter 29, let me just give you a basic outline and then I'll remind you of these. Uh, Job will talk about his life of goodness and justice in the first six verses. God had richly blessed him, and that was all about his relationship with God. He commanded respect in verses seven through 10. He strove for benevolence and justice in 11 through 19. He hoped for a long and blessed life, that's verses 19 through 20. And he was a most respected elder, that's 21 through 25. One writer says, The two main facets of Job's nostalgia, looking back to the past with, uh, you know, glory, relate to his fellowship with God in verses 1 through 6, and his dignity and stature in society verses 7 through 25. So those are the sweeping outlines. Let me give it to you one more time. Two main facets facets of Job's nostalgia, his fellowship with God in verses 1 through 6, and his dignity and stature in society verses 7 through 25. And these two are interrelated. Let's look at verse one. Job again took up his discourse and said, oh, that I were as in months gone by, as in the days when God watched over me. Oh, that life was the way it used to be days gone by. If you're putting headings or if you're taking notes, this is Job's life when he had intimate fellowship with God. And that fellowship with God in verses one through six was the foundation of everything. Now, what Job doesn't understand at this point is that God is not his adversary and that God has not left him. The devil's been the one after Job, but God has allowed Satan to get at Job except for taking his life. God said, you can have at him and the devil has done just about everything that you can do to a man. And what Job doesn't know is that though God allowed it, God loves him and God has not left him. And in times when life goes south and we're sick or circumstances are not good, that's how we can feel and that's how Job feels and we can understand our emotions. We can't let our emotions drive the bus or the train of our spiritual life, but unfortunately we got to deal with them, amen? Amen. And circumstantially, if you were to look at Job, if you just walked by and met him for the first time and looked at his oozing sores and his bad breath and his broken uh, history and the loss of family members and the loss of his estate and the loss of respect uh, from the community, and you you can pile it on more and more, what would your assessment of Job be? Would you say, man, this is the greatest guy in the East? Or would you say, oh my goodness, this guy's a disaster. You see, what we do is we judge people by the cover, right? We're we're told not to do it, we're told not to judge the book by the cover, but we do. We can't help but think that when we look at someone's life, if someone's life is a disaster, we quickly jump on the bandwagon of Job's poor comforters that obviously this guy must have done something wrong, that's why he's the disaster that he is.
2: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, this is Pastor Shane Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. We want to thank you for listening to the program today. And we want to let you know that we have some new service times on Sunday morning. So we are going to go back to two services on Sunday mornings. One is going to be at 8.30 a.m. and the other is going to be at 10.30 a.m. So we pray that you'll join us for one of those services. I am the music director at the church and we are really excited to be able to worship through music and we're going to worship as well through studying God's word. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth as the scripture commands us to do. So we're really excited. We pray that you'll join us for one of those services this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. We pray that you have a great week and we thank you for listening to Walk in Truth Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here. And on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts podcasts and free apologetic events please become a partner giving at least five dollars a month visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH that's walkintruth.com or call
0: 844-48-TRUTH we'd love to see who's listening so please connect with us on facebook twitter or instagram just do a search for Walk in truth show now Back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walking Tree. Truth.
1: We quickly jump on the bandwagon of Job's poor comforters that obviously this guy must have done something wrong. That's why he's the disaster that he is. And so Job feels like God has forsaken him. And I want to say to you tonight, if you feel that way, just know if you're a Christian, God will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. But circumstances do sometimes hurt and make me ask questions. And Joe's been asking questions for many chapters, so obviously we we have some biblical precedent that we can ask hard questions. His life is ruptured and broken. He, uh, in past times, when he... See the phrase, oh, that? uh, We're gonna see that several times in our Bible. Why don't you go back to chapter 14 for a second? Let me show you a few of the, oh, that... Um, we can all relate to this. Oh, if only. That's kind of what Job is saying. This is 14.13. He says, Oh, that thou wouldst hide me in Sheol, 14.13, that thou wouldst conceal me until thy wrath returns to thee, that thou wouldst set a limit for me and remember me. And then Job says, If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my struggle, I will wait until my change comes. Flip over to Job nineteen. Look at verse 23. Here's another one of those, oh, that. Job 19.23 says, oh, that my words were written, 19.23, oh, that they were inscribed in a book, that with an iron stylus and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. And as for me, I, what'd your Bible say? I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will take his stand on the earth, even after my skin is destroyed yet from my flesh. I shall see God. Flip over to 23.3. Job says this again. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, Job 23.3, that I might come to his seat. He's speaking of God. I would present my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn the words which he would answer and perceive what he would say to me. And then flip over to 31. This is the end of The final speech of Job, Job 31, look at verse 35. 31, 35, Job says, Oh, that I had one to hear me. Behold, here is my signature, 31, 35. Let the Almighty answer me, and God will, in chapter 38, and the indictment which my adversary has written. Surely I would carry it on my shoulder. I would bind it to myself like a crown. I would declare to him the number of my steps, Like a prince, I would approach him. Back to Job 29. Oh, Job says that things were the way that they were before. Whenever I am tempted, whenever clouds arise, when songs give place to sighing, when hope within me dies, I draw closer to him from care he sets me free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Life can get hard, and those lyrics were written by um, people that were going through a tough time in life. Job continues to reflect on the glory days when he says, when God's lamp, verse 3, chapter 29, shone over my head, and his light walked through, by his light I walked through Darkness, And we continue to look at Job's uh, glory days, verses 1 through 6, that show the foundation of Job's life and what Job longs for again. He longs for close fellowship with God. Light is a symbol of blessing and success. And Job says, you know, in those past days, his lamp showed me the way. When I was in dark times, I was able to walk through the darkness by his light. Sometimes life gets so dark that we we struggle to even sense the light of God. Where do we find the light of God in dark times? Well, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Psalm 27, verse 1. In Psalm 119, 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So, if you're in a dark time right now, the best thing that you can do is go to God and his word because his word illumines my darkness. Uh, Flip over to the book of Psalms. It's just the next book to your right. Psalm 36, verse seven. Psalm 36, seven. Of course, a lot of the Psalms were written in dark times, many of them by David. Psalm 36, verse seven. Let me show you these few verses for your encouragement as David writes. How precious... 36, 7, is thy loving kindness, O God, and the children of men take refuge in the shadow of thy wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of thy house, and thou dost give them to drink of the river of thy delights. For with thee, verse 9, is the fountain of life. In thy light we see light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me won't remain in darkness. He will have the light of life. The Lord is my light. He's the one that helps me navigate my life back to the book of Job. I've told the story before but it's worth retelling. We had some kids from the African children's choir back to Job 29 who visited uh, the fellowship some years ago and we were able as a family to open up our home to three boys from Africa. They, each of them had lost at least one of their parents to AIDS or starvation so they come from a very rough background. They were all between six and 10 years old. And uh, they spent a couple days with us, and they would sing in the car. And it was always so neat to hear them sing. And they were very talented singing and dancing. And we drove them. I think we were driving them to get ice cream or something like that. And they were saying, he is my light. He is your light. And they're in the back seat just rocking out. He is my light. He is your light. So we're all just swaying in the car and then we pulled up to a store or something and they called everybody either uncle or auntie and they said, thank you uncle for driving us to the store and may God richly bless you. And I looked to my kids and I said, did you hear that? <laughs> They're blessing me every time I take them somewhere and singing. He is your light. He is my light. Anyway, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. It seems like in the dark times of life is when we probably sense the light of God the most. It's when the light shines the brightest, but it's hard. Job back in 29.4 says, as I was in the prime of my days, 29.4, when the friendship of God was over my tent. Now, God is still Job's friend. God thinks extremely highly of Job, but circumstantially, Job's at a tough place. He doesn't feel well. He's lost so much. He's lost family members. He's lost his health. And so he thinks that God is no longer his friend. In fact, he thinks God is his enemy. <laughs> And some of us have had moments when we go through tough season after tough season after tough season and we finally look up and say, "What did I do to deserve this? Show me my fault. And sometimes, you know, there may be something that God wants to show us in the midst of that. But maybe the trial has very little to do with anything you did. It could be a broken world. It could be that God is exploiting what you're going through for something he's going to do in the future. It may just be that he's teaching you things through the trial. But Job says, I, I want the days when, when the friendship of God was over my life, when I had intimacy with God, which seems to imply that Job is far away from God. In Isaiah 41, 8 through 10, uh, contrasting the pagan idol worshipers of the nations, God says to Israel, but you, Israel, 41, 8 through 10, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear. I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
0: You've been listening to Longing for the Good Old Days, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 29. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And a reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your donation helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. It's also part of how we're able to offer our 633 apologetic events for free. There's a lot behind the scenes that help create this radio and podcast program as well. So, We're very grateful for our financial and prayer partners. Seriously, thank you. Now, if you're a longtime listener of Walk in Truth, would you please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month? Every bit helps, so please pray about it and then visit walkintruth.com to donate. If you can't give right now, would you please be a prayer partner? You can sign up for that and just keep this ministry in your prayers. But if you can give a donation, please visit walkintruth.com today. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go.
1: Hey, I'd like to give a shout out to some new donors and monthly partners on Walk in Truth. Caitlin in Anaheim became a monthly partner. Jared from Rancho Santa Margarita became a monthly partner. Joy from Lakewood gave a donation. And Barbara from Inglewood became a monthly partner. Hey, if you're listening right now, I just want to say thank you from myself, from the staff of Walk in Truth. We appreciate it. We love you. Thanks for praying for us and supporting us so that we can get the truth out as we have been by God's grace. We love you and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Remember, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job. You can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app. That's the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow on this station for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 29 called Longing for the Good Old Days. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.